those black spaces with 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 racism they're like oh well how come only black people are allowed here it's like because we it's we need that sense of community yes we need we we need a space where we don't have have to answer your questions about our hair or our culture or the way we talk or we don't have so we don't have to deal with any of that so that way we and it and it's just like well you guys can't have it both ways it's like well wait a minute you have your white spaces Yes. Because I mean, everywhere you, go, you exist is a white space, so it's and just the, you never have to think about it. You don't have because and that, every magazine, every right, store, right, everything is catered to you. When you when you see when you want to see America, they're gonna show a blonde, blue eyed person is the representation. I will say one thing that I noticed because like a friend of mine had shared. Um, something where it kind of as a joke where it was like an old commercial for of all things like sizzler right nothing, no, nothing <laughs> more american than sizzler, sizzler. <laughs> going to sizzler. so so i was looking at this commercial and it was like back in 1991 and i think i realized like i i, I realized how um how much things have changed in regard to what we see in our social media feeds. And I was like, I honestly can't think of the last time I saw an ad that was that white. <laughs> right. And I mean, but, but until I'm, until, right. Until I go out into the world and I'm like, Oh, right. There they are. They're all here. Here they are. Okay. Okay. Cause I can like- <laughs> scroll through TikTok and see everyone, everything, people with different backgrounds, right. cultural backgrounds, gender, all of that because that's what that's, that's what, what the my world fe- yeah. is right but it's also how we've cur- you know how our how we've curated our feeds and i think it kind of lulls people into the sense that like oh things are it's kind of the same reason why you'll hear people complain about like people pushing agendas because they're starting to see more of something it's like well uh, it's actually, always been yeah. here. It's right, but it's also it's like, oh, that's actually so, that's actually showing something in your algorithm that is actually sending you more. Like if you if you are outraged about something, then yeah, Facebook is going to show you more of that thing that you're outraged about. So it's going to have people who are used to white, and especially that's when people are like complaining about it. It's like, oh wait, so what you're saying is that white's the standard? You're saying that white is what everything should be? And they're like, oh no, I don't mean that. It's like, no, that's what you're saying though. Yeah, you're saying that if they're don't realize that right right you're saying that if there's a, if you're saying that if you see something where there are like queer people or where there are people of color or where there are people who are you know neurodivergent or any sort of like any like anyone who is not considered white neurotypical cishet like they it's 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 too much and, and it's all yeah. this stuff didn't just happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, multiple genders. That's not a new thing. It's not I mean, a new if thing. You really knew about it's not, you know, Native American culture that has it's always in different cultures in some history, African culture. Yeah, and it's been there. It's very like, and I I think that like when people are saying oh it's happening more and more it's like no it's that people are feeling comfortable talking about it people are feeling comfortable exactly um you know that's I, why i i must i must applaud this newer generation yep <laughs> so i said gen I, z they got it <laughs> I, I love that they they don't blink an eye they Mm-mm. they will acknowledge someone's pronouns i mean yep. it's just just the littlest things and they're more inclusive and they're yeah. more understanding and they want to learn yeah and, and now it's not yeah sorry <laughs> yeah it's not this idea of well what do you, you know there's a gen- an agenda there's no agenda there's no agenda there's, there's just, no agenda there's just like this uh, is people we've had I, multiple people for years and i hate arguing that i hate arguing that uh, I hate arguing with that with black people. White people, I don't argue with them anymore. I don't give a shit. But yeah. black people, I hate having to argue that with black people. Where it's like, come on, man, don't do this. Don't do because. And I'll tell yeah. people like, because I like I um, had a conversation with um, with a, with someone recently where I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm pan. I I you know I just because I'm married to a heterosexual man. Trust me, I'm much more into women. I, I like I always joke. I say I'm into women and Steve. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but um, it was like as long as I'm in there, <laughs> right, right. It's just like I don't care what genitals you have. <laughs> if you are female presenting, I dig you, <laughs> and and Steve, you know. But it's just like like having that where they're like upset over something, and I'm just like so. It's like I'm queer. Does that make me like? Are you afraid that I'm that I'm evil? Do you think that I'm this? Do you think that I'm that? And then they got silent because they didn't have anything to say about it. Yeah. Because a- I wasn't what I'm not what they think of when they think of it. You know, it's a lot because again, you know, again, pan like by erasure is real because people are just like, oh, well, you know, you're a woman. It's every woman likes women. But- it's like no, that's not. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, not true. That's not. That's not. That's not how it works. <laughs> uh, everyone experiments. No, no, no. I, I, I really like. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> I'm not, not like, an right i'm not expect don't 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 get it twisted like and it's also because like we're also we're pally and for me well he's very like he's very much i'm just happy with you and i'm like okay I, i'm still gonna still gonna date women though and he's like oh yeah as long as you're happy and so we have that level of compersion that's actually pretty great but but yeah to have that and to have those you know things that I'm kind of I, that I'm not ashamed to talk about a lot of that I again I put on Gen Z for making it you know for being more like oh yeah that's yeah. it's fine like they don't bat an eye and I think so many you see people who are so afraid of like when they say like oh what about the children or what about the interest these like, children are so much more well um d- ingrained because they get it like they they're get not, it the biases come from the adults it's yeah. not from the kid the kid not, is not looking at like oh this per- they're going to just treat you like a person you're, you're good to them they're nice to you yeah. you're nice to them they you know and that all the biases they learn that from the world they do they don't they're not born Mm-mm. thinking that way we no. create that yep you know and and it's just like um anytime Anytime I see people say like, well, what about the children when it comes? Like, I think it was like when, um, um, also, can you, you can't hear my dog snoring on my mic, can you? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Cause I was like, I'll, I will wake him up if you can hear him. Like, <laughs> You're but, fine. Um, but what I think people were, were upset about the, uh, the super, the new, um, I think it was like the son of Superman. I don't know if he is also Superman. I, I didn't check, look it up, but, um, how he's by and like oh well what about the kids seeing it what about that it's like okay well first of all like this is actually written for you know adults. Yeah, for adults <laughs> but second <laughs> second second right first of all kids get a sense of gender identity gender identity when they're around like three years old right um they when you start to develop that sense of self you start to develop that sense of what's your gender what gender you associate like if yeah um, and then and if you anybody who's really really known kids or really really listen to them they you know and that's yeah. how it's like it's not shocking when they're in their 20s and they're like hey i gotta tell you something yeah. like oh baby i, I, I know. know i know i know right. all your life <laughs> right so it's like they develop their gender sense of gender identity then they develop their sexual like their um their sexual identity and mm-hmm. when people people forget that that children are are you know that children eventually become adults <laughs> so we don't suddenly wake up one day and just say yeah this is who i am no it's still it's a long time forming <laughs> right and, and if a kid if a kid if a straight kid sees gay superman they're not going to be like well i guess i'm going to be gay no <laughs> yeah, but if a gay kid yeah. sees gay superman guess what they're going to say wow this I makes feel me included. feel good right they feel included and, and i just it's just like when you, you know, as a, as a, as a, you know, being a black American, when you, you know, the first time when, you know, young black girls saw Miss America, you know, and they right. saw Vanessa Williams, it was like, wow, there's someone out there that looks like me that's on television. Yeah. You know, Viola Davis talked about when she saw, um, you know, um, uh, saw um, Cicely Tyson in Jane Pittman. I don't think there's one episode I can go without talking about Cicely Tyson. No, it's not. But anyway. <laughs> As should be. I, like, that's I always <laughs> work her in every conversation. <laughs> that should be. <laughs> Life got in the way featuring Cicely Tyson. Tyson. She just didn't know she was going to go. And Viola Davis is in second. Yes. Yes. 
Oh but, my gosh. But seriously, like, you know, it it's so important, like we don't know by Viola Davis said, you know, seeing someone that looked like me on set. And mm-hmm. you know, you you saw you know, for years we you know, we talk about colorism, but you know, when you did see black faces you didn't see a person dark skin you saw they had to you be saw the almost reply. ambiguous they had to right. look like lena horn or dorothy danridge they had to look or exotic. vanessa williams i mean yeah or vanessa so williams she had that blue eyes um right. but then it was like wow who was this dark skin black woman with an afro you know it's like wow then we, we come in and in, in, in all shades and it's important yeah. it's important to see representation well, and uh, that's the thing that i think a lot of some white Americans or some white people don't understand. It's about seeing yourself, and they're right. like, "Why does it have to be?" Bl-? Because, because everyone looks like you, right? Everyone. You are represented in everything, Every- but we're and, not. We were it, a part of all of the history of America, but you only see us in certain sections of the book. Exactly. It's like every every movie that wins an Oscar should not be like every every black film that wins an Oscar shouldn't have to be about black pain. Yeah. It shouldn't and and if like, there is black pain, it's okay. It's okay. It existed. Yeah. So we shouldn't, and someone shouldn't have to be penalized because their story happened to be about black pain. Because yep. if Brad Pitt did a, a movie and he's a, a, a Mexican mobster i'm just i don't know if i was thinking i was thinking of the movie the mexican i was like oh he wasn't that i was like but that was the name of the gun but you know what? that's not what yeah, we're talking about <laughs> yeah so it was like you know when he could play a mobster and no one best eye and then the second he could play a war hero and then the next one he could play a baseball legend i yeah. and it's like why can't we have I, I I do like though, and I and again I do want to give credit that we are getting to the point now where people will call out whitewashing. Yes, where things have been completely recast because like what we're not going to do, and the white gaze. Oh my, that's what gosh. we were. That's what we were talking about. My God, my students reading the bluest eye. Yeah, and then you know, and understand it because this is why you know um, I spoke in a, a podcast um, a while ago about the importance of critical race theory. Yes, it's not. It's something that we need to talk about because. Yeah. It is the foundation of this whole country. <laughs> it is. And and it's... I think... Like, again, this goes back to people fearing the unknown. If you were to have, you know, people like, oh, well, I don't want my kid to feel bad about themselves. Well, that's something that... Well, and again, I and I can go in on... Well, I think I'm all about that. But, like, um, how... If, you're, if your child feels bad about themselves because of racism then guess what it's your job to do as a parent talk to them about racism and talk to them about how they can be an ally talk to them about how they can help out talk to them about how they can be aware of microaggressions and and, you know but again that's too much work that's too much that that's too much for them that's too much to do that's too much to, to, to sit down and be like you know what Let's talk about the things that are problematic. Let's talk about these issues. But usually, let's be honest, like the people who are complaining about critical race theory are people who would never do that anyway. Yeah. Right? They, they would, would never, never do that anyway. They would right. never. And it's also, and it's also, it's like, okay, well, if you have a problem with it, then sit down and talk to your kids. Then if you, if you have an issue with this, then, okay, why are you, then, then okay, what you're also telling us is that you're allowing the schools to raise your kids instead of you actually taking time to raise your kid. But that's, again, that's all you. But, um, you know, I wanted to say something on, like, um, on colorism, because, like, growing up, uh, when, I'm gonna ask you this, when did you get your first relaxer? <laughs> you when, know what, I'm gonna lie, because, for one, my mother tried to give me a kitty perm when I was about, like, 10 or 11. Right. And it didn't take. And so that was the beginning and the end of my relaxed days because it didn't. Because I think my mom didn't put enough in there. And I don't and I think it momentarily changed my texture for about a year or so, but it didn't take. So I, I can't that was one of those things where it's like people were like, you know, you know, they went through this process mm-hmm. at the beauty shop, at the beauty salon, and I just couldn't relate. I did get it straightened. I would right. get it straightened, but I didn't get the, the room. you remember didn't the hot the comb part. and just yeah oh yeah the hot yeah. comb was yeah 
It looks like a medieval torture device. Like if you really, if you, yeah, it does. And and it, it but it's, it's all a part. That's a part of our culture. Like uh, we can. <laughs> that's a shared. Yeah. You know, across the board, every <laughs> little black girl can remember the hot comb. I'm part of a black roller derby um, group because, like, I you know, I played oh, roller I had derby. I a friend that was in a roller derby group. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's it. I played roller derby, and so it's roller derby is also like a very white sp- space, and mm-hmm. so we have black roller derby network where it's black skaters, and we all talk about things. And um, again, something that you find, especially when you end up in you know, when you end up in pri- primarily white spaces, you end up finding a lot of black women like like me who end up with white partners. Um, and it's not because we're actively seeking. Like, I'm not out here like, let me just, let me swipe for only white guys. No, it's that you grow up and I'm going to, this is going to, I'm going to loop back to what, I, actually, that's a whole other, se- that's a whole separate thing. But, um, <laughs> but no, it's like when you grow up and the things that you're into, you're told that it's weird you're told that it's white. You're told that the things that you like, you know, I, I, that's why I kind of love this generation now because I love that there all are alternative black girls. Alternative black girls exist. And it's like, if I grew up in this generation, then I wonder where, I wonder what, you know, I don't know. I want, there's so many things I wonder about. I wonder what my life would be like. I wonder what would be different, but it's like, when you find the, that you're in your, these spaces and you end up meeting someone who's also in that space, and you're like, okay, cool, I like this person. Um, but you don't, you then get hit with people saying like, oh, you must not love yourself or, oh, you don't love black. It's like, no, that's not it at all. <laughs> that's not it at all. Right? <laughs> it's it's, it's that, like, like you momentarily forgot your blackness or something. Like, no, I didn't. Trust me. He, know, he knows that our kids are going to be black. He knows that like, I <laughs> listen, listen, he is the last male of his name. And I said, so, you know, the, your future generation is just, is black. Right. And he was like, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. So then you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> like just the world, I, the world is already, the, well, you know, it's well, already in the cards. Well, cause my, sorry, cause my, cause my uh, a family friend, they were like, um, they were like, uh, just, he's like, don't change your name, sweetie. He's like, cause if you change your name, then you know, that's your identity. I said, no, no, I'm actually, well, what I'm doing is taking over his side. Cause he really is like, I, because we did the, like a whole, like going down his like lineage. He is the very last. He'll be the last of that name. And guess what? We're not even taking that name. We're taking his um, Portuguese, his grandmother immigrated from Portugal. We're taking her last name. Oh, yeah. I remember you guys yeah. were trying to figure out what, what it's yeah. going to be. And we're I'm taking like, her last name because I'm just like, yeah, no, you're, you know, you're, no. Because based on that, his, I'm not, and I'm not, again, that's, that's his story to tell. But like based on his whole family thing, history, it's like, no, we're not, we're not, that, that name is not being passed down to, to our kids. Um, and that was also a very important conversation to have where it's just like, you know, what it's going to be like raising a black son. And even if our kid, like if our kid is white passing, what it's going to be like so many things where people are like, oh, you must have married him because of X, Y, Z. It's like, you think I, this is not, this shit's not easy. It's not fun. It's not no. like, no, it's not. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, back to the relaxer thing. You chose. <laughs> I chose. Uh, for, you want kids that look like what? <laughs> like, like. You want kids with good hair. It's like, what? What? <laughs> when, and I, I joke, because his, um, his, when we did his ancestry He does DNA, have good hair, by the way. Well, it's because it's Well, it's funny, because we did our, we, uh, when he did his ancestry DNA thing, because his dad did DNA test and it didn't show up. And I remember his sister had shared photos of his dad when his dad was like, oh, you know, was their parents' wedding. And I'm looking at the photos of his dad. And his dad was just like, yeah, you know, when I took the test, it didn't show up. But when I see Steve's DNA, and I was like, why do you have all these African countries? And I'm figuring, like, okay, Portugal. And then you think of the history of Portugal. And I was like, but, like, why is this, like, 19% black? What is, where is all of that? And then I look at Steve's dad. And every time I show his photo to someone in my family, they're like, yo, Steve's dad, Steve's dad's black. And I was like, this man with this, this afro right this kinky hair this kinky beard this tan skin i'm like steve i'm just saying at least i know our kids are gonna have some melanin so that makes me happy (laughs) (laughs) but when i first started dating him he didn't know how to deal with his hair because his hair was like really curly and his dad didn't know didn't learn how to deal with his hair either so i was like you gotta use leave-in conditioner you have to moisturize you have to do all anyway so anyway but no but back to the relaxer thing my my mom put a relaxer in my hair when I was three. 
and and I said my bio. Yep. And um a lot of she would say, Oh, it was because the neighbors thought I was abusing I was like abusing you because you would scream when I did your hair, right? A lot of things that she did, like a lot of a lot of the reason of who I am today is from like a lot of the trauma that I experienced growing up, right? And we talked we talked about like colorism where one of the the things that I hate when I see parents do is when they talk when they don't when they don't do affirmations with their kids when they don't tell their kid like tell their kids like boost them up tell them that they're beautiful tell them that they're great how they are tell them that the way they are is 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 beautiful the way the way they the way that they are made nothing has to be changed about them and you know like growing up back in that time of course they learn our parents learned they had to straighten their hair because they had to be deemed professional or they had to, you know but then i think of like the things that happen for example like i'm i'm this I'm, my dad and i are both lighter skinned right and my mom specifically picked my dad because you know aesthetics right wow. um my uh my grandfather is from um Suriname, which is like a dutch colony in um south america and then he moved to the netherlands and so my mom you know wanted the kids with the with the you know with the curly hair you know he she wanted uh, you know so when I came out she would always say she was like oh yeah Allison was like the most beautiful baby but then when her sister came out she looked like a rat so my sister has dark has dark skin my mm. sister was so it's just like and she went my mother and like my bio mom would tell the story even back when we were kids and I remember hearing this our whole life and mind you, my sister, when I tell you she is stunning, I stand over my sister all the time. I'm always just like, this woman is so gorgeous. Uh-huh. Right? She had, and, and it's just like, um, but it's frustrating to think about like the things that we, you know, and the things that we were taught and the things that we were told about ourselves and the things like, it's like if you, you know, and that, and that again comes, you know, with growing up with a narcissistic parent. And, you know, we were talking about how, like, boundaries are a big thing. Like, boundaries are so important. And I feel like there are a lot of boundaries that we don't, um, boundaries that have been, that are kind of, like, ignored within, like, black families that, when when you th- really think when you think about where these things came from or when you think about how we talk about them or what we look at or you know because it was always like your parents would have to you know we all have very similar stories we all have very similar stories of the things that we dealt with growing up mm-hmm. um and the things that were normalized and it leads to kind of keeping these toxic relationships so like i had mentioned at the very beginning where like my bio mom she has said that you know she wasn't coming to my wedding because her boyfriend wasn't invited right but there are a bunch of other terrible things that have happened along the way like you know um she throughout my life had been uh, you know abusive and when i ended up in an abusive relationship she, I remember she had asked me, she was just like, well, I don't understand why you were in an abusive relationship. Your father never abused me. But it's like, no, like hmm. you were the one who told me like, and, and the thing is like she, when she would do things, she does things like this. She's also like, she would, you know, not really think that like, oh wait, you're sending this in text message. You probably shouldn't. But she had told me that like, she brought the wrong baby home from the hospital, that I was a loser like my father, even though my father's amazing. Um, I'm like you're a loser like your father I don't want anything to do with your husband or you or your future kids um, like just like everyone's laughing at you like just all these horrible things that she would say to me like it, I had like body image issues and she would make fun of me all the time um, during my parents divorce she blamed me because I'm the one who caught her cheating um, she like physically assaulted me she would like like when I left my abuser she refused to let me get my clothes um because around the same time I had called out a family member for molesting me so it's like a lot of trauma that had happened in my life even like me being um institutionalized when I was 19 after a breakup 
um, was because of her. She forced me. She didn't, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have it. I, like, I didn't have a choice to just go home and see a therapist. I didn't have a choice to do, I didn't have a choice to do any of that. She told me I had to. And I was in, I was in uh, Shepherd Pratt for two months. And it, all of those things, and all of those things kind of pushed me to become who I am. Like, I, um, I, those boundaries that I've learned to set, right? And surprisingly enough, like, it took me hitchhiking across the country, which is something whenever I tell people about that, they're like, you did what? <laughs> um, and right now I'm writing a book about it, but I hitchhiked across the country after having a series of things happen to me. Like my grandmother, who was like one of my biggest supporters, she had died. Um, and then like um, a man held me at knife point, robbed me and tried to rape me. And then a week after that, my car got stolen with all my roller derby gear. And roller derby was a sport I started playing when I was getting out of my abusive relationship. And then two weeks after that, the guy I was dating dumped me because he said, I can't handle everything you're going through right now. Oh, so, God. yeah. So I was kind of at this point in my life where it's just like, I I was just going to kill myself. And I felt alone. And when hitchhiking, I met so many amazing people that kind of reaffirmed my, I guess, faith in people. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I made back home, I you know, made a choice to start setting boundaries. And so um, I think the final straw with my bio mom was like the wedding. I don't, um, I blocked her from like, and she's still like, cause again, I like, I guess family members kind of update her things. But um, if I see her at family events, her boy, her now husband, cause again, they got married a month before my wedding. So her now husband will, um, he'll ignore me. Like, he'll look at me and won't say anything. And she'll still say hi. Like, I'm still, I'll still say hi, but I'm not going to have any conversations with her. She's never going to meet. Um, hey, leave that cat alone. Sorry. <laughs> she's never she's <laughs> she's never going to meet, our, um, you know, my children. Yeah. She's like any of those things. And those <laughs> boundaries I had to set. I think that's important. Um, I, you know, I, I applaud you for, um, you know, being able to, you know, you've navigated that. It took a lot. I can only imagine to to kind of say, you know, because we're so, especially in the black culture, was you know, mm -hmm. it, your mom and your dad in the That's world, your mom, right? You know, and you never <clears throat> turn your back on your mother. But it's like, it's not necessarily. Sometimes you have to know when to cut cut certain people out of your life, Absolutely. especially if it's if it's toxic. And it's Absolutely. like if this is not conducive to my healing, to my growth, and there's this negative presence and energy with this person, I have to be okay was setting that boundary and saying, you know what, I I can't I can't do this. Right. I can't. It's not healthy for me. It's not good for you know, the situation. It's it's not going to be good for my future kids. Right. And you you know, and 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 sometimes when you don't escape that trauma, you pass that trauma on to your children. Exactly. And then so you have like that So it's like you're breaking a cycle. Right. And then you have that again, that generational trauma. And that like you know, recognizing where it's like okay let me do the work let me go to therapy let me do this let me let me see what what happened to me and how I didn't feel protected right and how you know you get chat and especially about speaking out when you speak out about it oh you're telling everybody your business why are you telling everybody, why can't, why you got to tell everybody, why you got to talk about, like, that's, that's your business. Oh, you going to just air out your personal business like that? No. Yes. What our I'm culture doing, is known for that. Right. <laughs> why are you going to a therapist, tell them all about our problems? <laughs> and, say nothing outside of this house. And when we talk, and then you, then you look about how that was something that was passed that we talked about again, slavery still affecting us today. Like, how did this work out for us? <laughs> right. Right. And these are literally like, even down to like, and again, I'm, I'm probably, I, I like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of corporal punishment. Um, and a lot of it's like, okay, we look at these, these tactics that were used by slave owners in order to control, you know, and it's these things that happen where it's just like, okay, why are you hitting this child? Are you hitting this child because you're angry? 
because when people say, oh, well, I got hit and I did this one thing and I never did it again, it's like, okay, great. But there were also ways that you could have learned that lesson without having to fear your parents. Yeah. Um, but and, I guess we understood, I mean, um, later on down the line, you kind of, in a weird, twisted way, understood this fear. Yeah. Yeah. My phone. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like you said, you do. You understand. It's um, like, it's like, you know, when, when, they're, when they're little, you know, you can't, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I can understand. I got that buzzing noise. My phone sorry. was going off. <laughs> I it's put okay. it on silent. No, but, uh, you know, it's like I understand when the kid is little and you can't really explain, you know, why little, little Johnny can't go run out to the street. So yeah. if you like, you know. So a little swat on the hand or a little swat on the bottom isn't going to um but i mean there's a difference between yeah. that and you putting the kid in the cage or you beating or taking you out a belt never, like a, yeah. you should never take a belt to a no. baby or and that's the kid. thing like and i agree with you on that like i i um um there is like and then both things can be true both things can be true it can be that you see your kid walk out run out towards the street and that hit is like i'm scared and this is like you know something that happened you know um i think and it was more the fear yeah yeah that fear of just like i want to get in trouble because right. but then when you get a little older then you're like okay right. i don't want to run out into the street and get hit by a car because i can right. get hurt I can when get you're hurt. little it's like Oh, my I'm just gonna, running. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, my and mama, it's, oh, my mama gonna beat my butt. <laughs> I think great, right. and I think I think it's I think um and and this kind of kind of goes with like how what we've learned. So it's like what we've learned over time is that like there are ways, and again, that's why age appropriate conversations are huge because mm -hmm. there are ways to have like yeah, your three year you, you worry about your three year old running out in the street. There are ways. The, the thing is, you have to think about how three year olds learn. And you have to think about exactly. how kids learn age by age. So, yeah, once they, once they, you know, once they start running, they will run. And if they've never seen, they don't know. Like, of course, you don't, you don't know. You've never gotten hit by a car. You've never seen anyone thing get hit by a car before. So you're three. You're like, oh, this is fine. What's going to happen? Nothing, nothing. I'm just running. <laughs> I'm having fun. Right. Um, and... I think it's that, like, when people try to have long lectures with three-year-olds, like, you can't sit there and say, okay, this is a car. This is how it works. Let me tell you about the, let me tell you about, no, you can't, it's like you, it's like having to teach on their level and having to even, de like, um, having the, the, I will say, I think people like joke. They're like, wow, you seem really patient because like I, I nannied for a really long time. And I think like getting into forensic psychology was because child psychology was something that was super important to me. And that kind of goes back to like mm -hmm. the wanting to work with the juvenile system, knowing, having a grasp on how kids learn and what they learn as they, as they age and what's important to them. So for for us, it's the fear of losing and the fear of them getting hurt. For them, it's the frustration of not being able to do the thing they want to do. So they're just going to like, okay, well, mm -hmm. right. But but once but but redirection is kind of like where it's like, okay, great. This you can't do this. You can do this over here. And I kind of love, and it's funny because I kind of I tie that all into like whenever I do photo shoots, especially with like with little kids where parents will apologize because if their kid like runs off and I'm just like, it's okay. I said, what we'll do is we'll let them have that. Cause that's why I always say like, I'm like when I do like family photo sessions, like they got an hour, like, you know, if it's an hour family photo session, if I've got a three-year-old in that session, two-year-old, like, four, you know, in that session, a big part of that session is letting them explore their environment and being like comfortable with it. So that they're, they're not like running off doing whatever. Right. <laughs> and it's just like so it's just like so then parents will be like surprised because i always tell them i was like i've got a one hour window of time between the time that they are interested in taking photos <laughs> and the time that they're over it <laughs> so it's like use that time to get them comfortable and then they'll say like okay cool so if your kid's touching something and throwing something it's like okay cool you can throw that but let's throw it over here 
right? As long as you don't break. As long as you don't break anything, right? As long as you don't break anything. Just want you to know, parents, but you bought it. <laughs> you bought it, right? You bought it. And so, like, I had that. We were, I was doing a shoot with a uh, kid, and he was throwing things. He was having fun doing it, but it's like, all right, we need to focus back on the pictures. How do you do that? Okay, great. Let's get this out. Let's include it in the pictures, and let's make a game out of it. And again, it's it's exhausting, and it's a lot, and. Yeah, I'd never, I would never fault anybody who's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna spank your legs because yeah. you, you won't do it again. Yeah, I, yeah, you won't do it again. I, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna ruin them. It's not gonna, it's not gonna cause them to suddenly, yeah. um, become a serial killer because their parents because popped them I, on their I leg. Once. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think that there's yeah. a, the trauma comes from something else when it's it's excessive when it's, it's excessive a, right not a spanking it's a beating and a, right. something like that you know you know you got the parents that are threatened to <laughs> but i think that was just more of a scare straight because you really know they, they love you they're not gonna hurt you well but the word also when parents say oh i did this because i love you it's like let's oh, no. not let's, let's not let's not, do this <laughs> let's not, yeah, let's not mix these psychology. things together right let's not mix these things together because that's let's not, not a, no right and, and i don't believe that people should hit uh, if you can't, if you are so angry of your child, then you need to walk away. You need away to walk away. Because you, you can away. hurt them. Your kid, your like, kid you made can't a, do right. that. Your kid made a mess. Why did they make that mess? Yeah. Walk I away, just, process it. Yeah, process why they made like, it. Just yeah. send them away. Just send them away. Just, just, yeah, okay. Go away. <laughs> oh, okay. So you did this because you want, like there was this one video, I think. It was a, it was a kid that had like sprayed water all over the kitchen floor, right? And of course, the comment section is like, "Beat that kid's ass! Beat that kid's ass!" Dude, I was like, "No," because <laughs> the kid, the yeah, kid's right? doing it for a reason. It's like, "No, this okay, this is frustrating because you have to clean this up." It's like, also, you, you had a kid, like you, you, you had a child, so you're going to be cleaning up messes for a while. So Pretty it's just much. like, and I think that's also a thing. I think like it, it's we talk about like this like boundaries and trauma and things, and we talk about like when people when people um and this goes for and this this isn't just within the black community this is just like a thing in general with people who say didn't didn't don't feel that like love and acceptance and feel that like that level of like i can be who i want to be they're then like okay cool i'm gonna have a kid and then this kid's gonna be the things that i wanted to be <laughs> and this kid will love me and this kid will do these things and then realize like wait a minute right. you are you doing the, like is this for the right reasons are you doing this for the right reasons or are <laughs> right? you just like yeah i just you know it's like no this isn't a this isn't a product this is a whole person and that mindset of like the child that you have that's what you do especially when they're young and what you encourage then affects how that child treats other people exactly and you know you, like you know you don't want you don't want your kid to be the the person that someone writes a song about <laughs> you know or you know that person that like that you know John Mayer ends up, the world. right right i will say right right your kid will end up your kid will end up a t you know a taylor swift lyric if you know <laughs> if you, you know don't have those, yeah that's just, just it is all it all ties together just you know boundaries and the importance of it understanding yeah. it understanding that all of these things um they kind of all they they i mean i know it seemed like we were all over the place but we it all it all it came say, together it all it comes all together it's all boundaries. it's all about boundaries it yes is all about and boundaries. whether it's boundaries with your family boundaries with trying to you know understand your you know and and, and handling black spaces yep. boundaries with colorism boundaries with with um just you know trying to you know you're code switching and trying to you know get people to understand like it's exhausting trying to get people to understand you all day mm -hmm. so and then you just have to understand that people need that space and people need that space among their culture to mm -hmm. connect to identify to relate you know no one's ever going to say for jewish people who um, family members were involved in the Holocaust for them to not gather and not talk about the Holocaust or for them to not feel connected in some way or bond or bond in their their religion or their culture. So it's just still baffling to me when it becomes we can't bond in that way or we can't go against the norm or can't stop generational trauma from happening. Yeah like it's it just exhausting it's like exhausting. what can i do <laughs> so I say, can, can i be I great can i be great i can't support black business because it's racist <laughs> I, I got to explain 
why I'm hanging out with black people and not you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, I took, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, my husband knows. I said, excuse me, um, it's about to be a black space today. I need you to go do something. Go somewhere. Go somewhere. Thank you. Because yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you just, you do, you need that. Just like mm-hmm. it's, because you, people have to understand that our culture, our history was stripped yep. years ago. And so we had to develop. Uh, uh, and connect a way to stay connected. You can always go if you're, you know, if you're Irish or you're, you know, Polish or whatever. You can always go back and and pull from your 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 roots. You can you have that identity. You can celebrate, you know, St. Patrick's Day. You can all connect. You can ce- celebrate your heritage. Mm-hmm. But with Black America, our heritage began here, and in the and we had to cultivate it in the best way we could. And yeah. so having to have that, it's important and not having to always define why we need this space. We don't have to explain that. To, yeah. Because no one is explaining, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, we're, we got to, dis- you know, that's discrimination. That's racist. I'm like the world. There's no space (laughs) in the world. I mean, in the the U.S., it's like when when you get people from another country and they think of the U.S., they're not thinking of us. They're They're not thinking. I'm not the face of you of America. No, I'm not. not. That's not who they're going to think of. I mean, honestly, honestly, sometimes I like it that way, because usually when other people think of the U.S., they kind of they don't like us. So I'm just like, yeah, you're right. That's not, that is. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you're right. That's yeah, not us. Not that me. is not us. That is not. You're right. Like, there. Yeah. As long as I don't open my mouth, you won't know. <laughs> no. Where are you from, Canada? I'm from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard. And sometimes yeah. the silliest things happen in this country. And people are like, what is going on over there? I can't yeah. even tell you because I'm just, I feel like I'm a visitor in my own yeah. land. And that's yes. that feeling that you don't, especially in in you don't have that feeling because it's like you're an American, but it's like I'm an American, but you know someone who looks like me was killed on the street and no one cares. Right. I'm an American, but you know this this happened. This guy could go and do you know, and I do the same thing and I'm treated completely different. Right. I'm an American, but you know my I have to worry about my brothers and my fathers and my uncles and nephews and driving just because of the color because. of their skin they're gonna get pulled over. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and they're going to get harassed. Right. So and, and there's different you know, things. When that stops, then maybe I couldn't stop talking about my race <laughs> or exactly. and when I just don't have to live in it in the point to the point where I see it every day. There's no way that I can't not think of it. Exactly. Nope. I agree. I agree. And again, I like I said, Gen Z, you know, fingers crossed. Y'all got this. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you know, at, and, at, and first, we, at first it was us, but somehow <laughs> no. we lost our way. Well, but that's the thing. We have, we have, we have gotten we got us started. this far. Yeah, we got it started. We got, we got it. You know, it looks like we started, you know, when you get a pickle jar and you can't quite open it and you give it to somebody else and they're like, pop. It's like, yeah, I, I, I loosened it for you, you know? Yeah, because yeah, after the civil rights movement, you had the people in the 70s and 80s. They, 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 they got it going. Okay, now we yeah. got, we make it. And somehow we regressed a little bit. <laughs> well, or I think it was it's always that, there. Yeah, it was that. It's not that because honestly, we have been moving forward. It's that. Um, it's that. It's that. Um, we we are now able to record and share very quickly. So the fact that people are actually outraged, it makes me wonder what what it would be like if people had the ability to record. You know, if if people had the ability to share these things, well, um, you remember so Rodney King. Well, of course, with Rodney King. That's what I'm and saying. I mean, yeah, right. And that's all what I people mean. focused on was that he yeah. was on. Was it? I think was it Crystal? No, it wasn't Crystal. Not that was. What was that other one that made people crazy? PCP? Yeah, PCP. So they did a. Um, uh, I think they spoke to like the family member. It was a whole thing on um, NPR. They were talking about it. But yeah, I. Um, yeah, I. I just. I think it's sad that it's taken people to have to actually see this happen for them to be like, oh, this is a problem. And, and you know, there are, like, the levels of, um, of racism and levels of, like, ignorance where there's, like, where there's people who are aware it's an issue and they don't care. They're not going to do anything about it. There are people who are aware of the issue and they don't know what to do about it. 
Um, there are people who are aware of the issue, but they're trying to co-opt it. So they're trying to do something about it, but they make it seem like it's a them thing. So it's just like, well, how dare you black person tell me how to be an ally? I'm being the best ally. And then you right. have right, and then you have people who get it, who are working actively to try to change, and know when they when they need to be, you know, when they need to protect black people, and when it, you know to, they know how to not be performative. And yeah. I've learned that, like again, even with the bachelorette party, I've learned that kicking black folks, uh, kicking black folks, sorry, kicking um, white folks performative allies out of my space has been really like oh wow this is actually nice I can I don't have to answer your questions I don't have to be the mouthpiece for you I don't have to do or this explain and and, and that's or explain worst. it yeah I don't have to be your diversity hire right <laughs> Pick you know, up. everything I had to learn, I had to learn it either living it or I had to learn and research and do my own thing. Because yeah. you, if I'm waiting on, you know, America to teach me. <laughs> yeah. My friend, my friend Liz, she did this. For, <laughs> um, Juneteenth, we had gotten together and she had, she made this post where she was like, all right. She's like, if anyone has ever used me and my voice for, you know, diversity or for, you know, pay up <laughs> right i did the same thing and i think I, I think she ended up like i think she got like i think like almost like like 1700 it was something like that but i i think i got like 900 dollars. where it was just like where was that no that's what i said that's what i said <laughs> well but but honestly it was really the the interesting thing was that like my friends who did give me money they would like say like thank you for doing this thing and i'm like damn i forgot i did that and i was like and i made me realize i was like wow, I really did, like, I really, you know, you forget how much you put yourself out there and how exhausting it gets, and I think that's yeah. why I st- after a while I just stopped, I stopped, I'm sorry, I'm still, <laughs> we're having a very serious conversation, and I'm still new to this cat life thing, and she is, she is, um, she's hunting, I think, a screw, Whatever gives her kicks. Whatever you know, right? I'm, I'm, you know she's what? I'm, like, um, I'm doing me. I don't know what you're doing over there, I'm, but I'm like, hunting I'm, I'm this just gonna, group. I'm just gonna turn the camera to what she's doing. She she's creeping like, real slow. Oh, she's yeah. she's right by this picture. Yeah, the picture frame that I have to where like mm-hmm. things are kind of like we're doing yeah. our fall cleaning, and she's she, just, she knows her heritage. Yeah, she, she knows. Listen, she never, she never. <laughs> she is she, the, the the lion tiger within, and her and her and her. In her deep in her uh, <laughs> right, and if she you got it's it, there. kill it, girl, kill it, girl. I mean, but it's also like you know, I say my my chickens and ducks or my chickens, they never forgot they were dinosaurs. They never forgot. Mm-hmm. They remind me on the regular. So but, yeah, I just yeah. you know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, oh my gosh, we could talk forever. And ever, I know. Ever I was about to say these things. I was like, you know, three hours later, and right, I another thing. Right. That's why every time I would start, I was like, Allie, you're about to go on a tangent. Just get back. Your Indian food will be here at any minute now. I like, know. like I, was, I told that. See, that's why I, I like, That's why I keep checking. I keep checking like the the um the Grubhub see, thing where it's like arriving my- soon arriving I was soon like, okay that means i've been on for long enough right <laughs> so I was like, but I was like, yeah we probably had to break this one up in two parts because <laughs> once a while like 30 or 50 minutes but i'm so you know sorry what? no you, you're good because i feel like it was so many really good things to talk about and i appreciate that we can have that conversation and and just so you know we're clear it's not we're not you know there's no no angst or no you know against you know white americans no. or white people like i said i married i married a white man so i right? <laughs> you know, so, we, you know so people <laughs> could just hear a couple of things and take that in no. and it's like oh well they're again and it's like no Mm-mm. it's like we are just and we appreciate the allies we appreciate support mm-hmm. we want to continue support but you know and i i encourage and this is my call to action to to other cultures that listen to just learn about other cultures outside of your own you know mm-hmm. and and as much as wh- white america is a culture you know in its own way you know you it know is. about the things that 
are interesting to you, but you know, learning about you know Native American culture, learning about Black people, by and black, not from school by, history books. Yes, because the school history books are is very obscured, and that's yes. what I appreciate about you know the wealth of knowledge. Like I was teaching, I was talking to my students about Lake Lanier in um, in Atlanta, which is a whole you know a whole Black community was basically put underwater. It's a whole yep. lake was built. Over you know creating and they were looking up and they're doing their research and it was like there was a whole documentary that talked about it and they even talked about the graveyards and stuff below Mm -hmm. but not one time did they mention that it was an african-american community or why it was underwater i was like exactly and it's it's kind of like when um when Watchmen came out and people had no idea yeah about tulsa it's like yeah and it again that and that's that, that's why I love the nope this can be a whole I could be a whole, so going a whole other tangent about black cinema so yes. <laughs> that's, that's all oh, we, we gotta, we we gotta have yeah. to get one where we just talk about black that's, cinema because I can that go is on how about that yes life getting we, we have that discussion definitely but I just want to thank you so much for oh, joining you. us and I know the listeners probably enjoyed you a great heap and if they want to learn and find out more information about you, where can they go? Um, so my website, it's allisonwashington.com. Um, it's my, my photography website. It has been <laughs> in reconstruction since last year because <laughs> let me tell you, it's been a wild year. Life got in the way, right? <laughs> life, got, life absolutely got in the way. Um, but I, I, um, you could follow me on Instagram at idyllic in theory. Um, Again, that comes from the whole like cottage core thing. It's like, yeah, in theory, okay. everything is nice and idyllic, but really, shit is rough out here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's where. I, and, and I'm um, again, my still working. I'm working on my book. It'll. I'm, my goal is to have it out by next year, if life does not get in the way. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yes, and it'll it'll be. Uh, it's and the title is Last Peacock in Paradise. So. Oh, I love that title. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I'll make sure I leave all that information in the description. And I just want to thank our listeners for joining us um, from all over the world, all over the country. I just I'm always excited when I see other countries um, on the on the map. And so I just want to thank every time I get new listeners from new places. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know. Right. So um, I just want you guys to continue to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. And remember to hit the subscribe button if you don't miss any episodes. And until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to learning again. If not now, then when? Oh, wait. It's time to get back to learning and dreaming. Because it's supposed to be given to dreaming. So that's how you know. <laughs> I wrote the script. I love it. I, I want to say it. So I put a different spin on it. But like I said, if you, you know, getting back to dreaming again. If not now, then when? Right? <laughs> if not now, then when? <laughs>